Hey, Adam. Yes? They let us out of the cave. Finally, man. We've been in there for two and a half years. But we only moved like seven feet across the room. It's still better. I can see a little daylight. Oh, yeah. Three. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. And why are you so close to the microphone? I don't know. <laughs> this is You'll Hear It Premium. Premium episodes for our premium members. Hey, shout out to everybody who's become a premium member in the yeah. last uh, few months. Well, no, no, just like a month and a half, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we got, we got a, a lot of folks over there. We got a lot of folks, and we actually had a snark. Did you see the snarky, and not snarky puppy, the just straight up snarky uh, comment in the YouTube Obviously, from a non-premium member. Wait, someone in YouTube left a snarky <laughs> comment. That yeah, seems they, they out were of like, character. "Oh, I bet both of the YouTube premium members are on screen right oh, now." Oh yeah, like like we're the only ones. Yeah. You're wrong. Neither one of us is premium member, but you guys are, and so thank you for being here. <laughs> now we're excited to be over here, back at the at the at the good piano. Oh man, I love the uh, the good piano. Well, we have a premium question for our premium members, and we have a premium answer for you. This is a question from Mark. Hi, Peter and Adam. It's Mark from Vancouver. And I am a You'll Hear It premium member now. Um, Adam, you recently mentioned you uh, created a system for four-note, five-note, six-note, two-handed voicings that you can play over any chord with any melodic note on top uh, when you're you're comping. Uh, No repeated notes either. Uh, Could you please talk about that system you created? Thanks. Thank you, Mark, for the question. That is a premium question. Man, that sounds like... That's what, nothing we're doing over there. Why didn't you tell me about this? <laughs> I've been needing this for years. No, man. you know, I, I developed this like a couple of years ago, and it's not a perfect system, uh, as n- no system really is, but it uh, it's really helped me get out of just normal, typical voice. Like, I listened to... What happened was I recorded myself, right? Feedback. You mm-hmm. always want to be doing that. I recorded yeah. myself on a gig, and I was like... Why are all my B flat seven voicings just on B flat at the top? Like I'm getting bored. Right. You know what I mean? Like I was just kept playing that every time I'd go back to, I forget what it was, but it was something like that. And I was like, I need a system that I can have melodic options that don't, because you know, if I, at the time, if I was trying to going to play a a C on top, I would do something like that. Fine. But it was a little boring. Like Mm -hmm. I wanted a five note system for a very specific shape, the three in the right and the two in the left. So Mm. I did, I did it. Wow. I did it. Wow. I just developed a system. And what's great about this is you can play melodies, although it doesn't sound awesome to play melodies like this because the harmony is based off of chordal voicing. Sorry, the stand is uh, falling. Like the not, and that's not a premium stand. That's a premium stand. Can we get a premium stand over here? <laughs> but uh, no, you can, you can certainly use this to comp for melodies, but it's not the best for that. Really, what it's the best at is just in your comping, in your accompanying mm. behind other people, you can create these little melodies. Like, it doesn't sound super great if you were to play Autumn Leaves with this form, mm-hmm. but it sounds great to comp on Autumn Leaves behind someone, and you can make little melodies out of what you're comping. So I have a sheet that I'll include here, a PDF, that I, and this is something I worked on a couple of years ago. I'll clean it up and maybe update it a little bit. But the basic gist is this. If we're in C... I wanted something that I could start in with uh, with C on the top. Rootless, by the way. These are all rootless. Uh-huh. So here I have a C6-9, C on the top, right? And then be able to Isn't go to... Isn't that the root on the top? Sorry, I don't mean to jump yeah, in. the C on the top. You said rootless. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. So <laughs> as in no root on the bottom of the uh, chord. Okay. No, no. I was wondering about that. Though. What is the... Is that proper... 
Uh, I guess with two-handed voicing. With two-handed voicing. Yeah, it's more with left when it's just a left-hand voicing. Yeah, it's usually rootless. Is not even the root on top, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Oh. Anyway, there's no root on the bottom. Is, is I guess what I'm trying to say. So yeah. here's my C. So a I have non-rooted a, voicing. Non-rooted voicing. Oh. That's probably better. This is a straight-up chordal voicing, as Adam Neely would say. Quartal. 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 Yeah. A fourth voicing, as Peter Martin would say, <laughs> starting on E, just up in fourths. E A D G C. So my next option, D, right? Mm. Is this mm. G B E A D? Now I have the fifth, the seventh, the third, the sixth. And then the ninth on top of the D. My next option, mm -hmm. right? You're seeing a little, little pattern little here. diatonic movement there, right? Oh, no, it's not that. It's not. See, that's the weird thing is none of these are actually like a wow. diatonic straight up movement. You almost have to memorize the shapes of each yeah. one. It takes a little bit of work. Sorry, where was I? Here. here. Uh, e. Yeah. Okay, so for the fourth, you know, on the major chord, nothing sounds great. So I use the sharp 11 for the okay. end sound. Yep. Voicing we all know. That's going up a whole step, right? Those last two? No, it's not. See, there's a jump here. Oh, yeah. Shape Nothing change. Shape change. Exactly the same yeah. shape. And then for the G, I could either just take this up, which I uh, don't really want to do, or I can make it a 6-9. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I like that, too. And what's cool is then you can use that... These are all the ones I've played so far. And you can hear how they sound, right? Yeah. And I would say when you go up to that 6-9, even though you got the, the, even when you put the root on the bottom, yeah. it's not rooted. It's, yeah, it's not down Because you're high up enough. Yeah. It's, and it's, these are super punchy, man. Yeah. All of these. And I think that you've got, you've kind of um, hit on some really... Uh, good voice leading because you're not moving diatonically, but you're, I mean, you're not moving in parallel with the shape. Like yeah. when we look at diatonic and chromatic and, and look, all these are good for the right situation. It's about yeah. expanding the choices that we have. But I think like I'm already hearing like really some more advanced voice leading going on because the shapes are changing. That's Even exactly though the right. harmony stays the same. You don't get a lot of like parallel fifths moving. Right. You get like, you get the good moving shapes, right? Yeah. Uh, from here, from this G, which we have C, E, A, D, G on top, we go to the sixth on top, which is on, from the bottom up, D, G, B, E, A. Again, yeah. no repeated notes. Yeah. You know, I mean, how great do these sound? That's some premium voicings right there. Uh, from here, we go to a classic. Yeah. E, A, D, G, B on top. And then we're back to here if we want. Yeah. I couldn't figure out a great way to go from major seven to just root on top. So that's, it is what it is. You can leave a little break and then jump in it. Honestly, you know what I do? Actually, you're is high if, up enough there, right? Well, here, yeah. here you have. But here, if I really want to go from B to C, I'll make one of these a diminished chord. Either one. I'll uh -huh. make some kind of, you know, yeah, so that there's yeah. tension or something like but that. But I could see, like, rhythmically, but you're going from here to here, right? Yeah. Okay. Even if it's like... It's not bad. Man. It's not bad. But yep. you know, oftentimes you're not actually going like in a scale of these. You're, right, you're right. comping something more like one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, but having this this option for melody on top makes actually, it really, yeah, really cool, you know? Yeah. And actually, the, since you were throwing in some chromatic approaches from beneath that's yeah, another yeah. solution a little bit 
instead of going straight there. Right. Totally. So that's actually really nice. Um, that's kind of Bill Evans-esque. That is Bill Evans-esque. Yeah, but yeah, you can do all those chromatic slides. So I did this for major. Did you say Bill Evans' ass? Or be Bill Evans-esque? Sound like you said Bill Evans-ass. I might have. Well, it's okay, because we're on premium. We can do that in premium, right? We can do that in the regular <laughs> one, too, bro. Oh, we can? I didn't know that. <laughs> um, so I have this for major seven, dominant seven, like straight up just regular dominant seven. I think I did it for the altered scale. And I think I did it for um, definitely minor seven and diminished, the diminished ones. Oh, yeah. It's just this shape. Yeah. And this just really fits well with, like, if I'm going, you know, major to diminished, or yeah. sorry, diminished to major. It fits in with the other five note voicing, so that if I want to go. Ooh. You know what I mean? That's pretty. A lot of folks are going to like those. So, like, a two five in this would sound. You could. These kind of five-note voicings where I can just, like you just heard, like, bop, boop, bop, boop, yeah. like a melody yeah. on top of the comping. It makes a, a huge difference for me. I don't, I still don't have this together in all keys, every single shape. I mean, right. this is a lot to remember, actually. You know? Sure. You got to just kind of start hearing it, and uh, and I'm, I'm still working it out. Like, it's part of my tune practice. So what I'll do is I'll go through, like, let's say we're working on something like uh, Green Dolphin Street. Mm-hmm. We're working on something. You're supposed to. When I say, let's say we're working on something like Green Dolphin State, you say we're working on Green Dolphin Street. There you go. Uh, so I'm a quick study. So I, I'll, not only am I going to work on like you know a two feel. I'm just thinking about like how I practice a two yeah. or whatever, and maybe blowing on it. I'll take like you have to in incorporate comping into yeah. your regular practice Absolutely. routine. So I'll take these shapes and comp over it. One, two, three, four. That's great. Yeah. And I mean, I think we can't um, understate the importance of uh, of this concept of voicings always being connected with what happens before and after. Totally. And I think this way of learning uh, voicings and expanding your vocabulary, that's what we're really doing. We're saying, OK, these are five no voicings. Right. But these are ones. I mean, and people might be saying, oh, I know that one. I know that one. Yeah, totally. But do you know these together? Because I think when even before this, when you were singing, and I, I love that you're singing the melody as you practice comping. That's a pro tip right there. For sure. Because people are like, oh, I can't practice comping because there's no soloist yeah. but when I'm by myself. But you absolutely can. You can sing the melody. You can yeah. sing a solo. For sure. But the idea of expanding your vocabulary in a way that's already in line with actually playing melodic ideas as you're comping, not static chords. Because people are like, man, I love that voicing. 
man, he's got great voicings. No, it's, we all have the same voicings. These have all been out there, but yeah. it's like, can you put them together in a pattern that makes musical sense right. and then practice them, get them in your hands? Even like how you were making note of there was a couple that you're not crazy about yeah. how they lie. Totally. You still want to know what that feels like and what that sounds like, even if it's not to just, even if it's only to avoid them. Right, exactly right. I, actually, in my very original document that I kind of made up over the course of about a month as I was working through these, there's a couple that have like in parentheses, not great. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Because it's just like, yeah, this is not, this kind of sounds weak in every situation I've put yeah. it through or whatever. So that's and another. And that becomes a thing of like, you, you don't want to practice those ones a lot, but you do want to know what they feel like in your hands and what they sound like, especially in the different keys. Cause sometimes, sometimes those key, voices will yeah. sound good in other keys. No, I, I put it so that honestly, it's not even that I wouldn't practice it. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to make sure I didn't want to play it. Like right. I didn't, it didn't sound good in the situation. Right. But you have to know what it's, you have to actually play it, feel it and know what it sounds like. I believe to, to be able to avoid playing it. Cause I remember like, do you remember the days when it's like you comp and you'd play something like, Ugh, uh. Like yeah. you, it would, it would not, you wouldn't know what was going to come out at any time. Yeah. Yeah. And so the ability to be able to really, you know, I mean, everyone's always going to be at different vocabulary levels. That's, that doesn't matter. If we think about some of the great speakers of, of English or any language, so true. they're not necessarily the biggest vocabulary, but they know how to use the words that they know. Absolutely. You know, yeah. it's in fact, somebody with this huge vocabulary sometimes doesn't speak in a really interesting way. They just speak in a verbose way. That's right. And um, so I think that concept with this, with the practice, really can set you, you, yourself up to be able to speak through your comedy because that's what we want to do. Like yeah. We have a lot of players that can solo well, comp behind my, themselves, but when, when it comes to two-handed comping, it becomes a static, kind of sporadic, random almost kind of sound. That's right, yeah. And, you know, a couple of, of things to really take away from this exercise for me, Mark, that that you should keep in mind as you're doing this, and anybody who's gonna try to do something like this, is that, uh, first of all, know why you're doing it, yeah. right? You're not doing it just so you know a bunch of voicings. You're doing it, in this case, I was doing it because I wanted to have more melodic comping, right? But having this sort of big goal in mind as I'm working on something really helps me stay within the parameters of that and keeps me focused on it. I didn't get like distracted and go do other things or, or start working on drop two stuff. As, you know what I mean? Right. I was like, all right, I, I really want to have these five note uh, voicings together. What do you mean so, drop two, by the way? Don't oh, worry that's about another it. episode. That's another episode. Okay. Uh, but so know why you're doing it. But then also a couple of things just inside baseball on these particular voicings. Like um, the reason why you don't want to double up any notes is because it actually, in a lot of cases, unless it's the right voicing, yeah. it can weaken the voicing big time. Yeah. If you're not doubling the right note, right. like if you're doubling a bunch of thirds and sevenths, oh, it's no. going to sound really watered down. And I mean, weak. at best, it's going to sound no stronger. Right, maybe exactly. one out of ten, and then the other nine is actually going to be weaker. It's going to be, it's going to clutter up the voicing, or it's going to, it's going to do this weird thing where it thins it out somehow. Well, we were talking the other day. Remember, we were thinking about becoming minimalists. Maybe we should start with our voicings. Just here's my C major. <laughs> no, you're Just doubling. What are you talking yeah, about? That's what I'm See, saying. that's already bad. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Here's my C major. <laughs> um, so that's that's another thing. And then the third pro tip to take take with this is that notice that uh, I'm still getting results out of this and I'm still working on this and I still don't have it two years later now. But it's come the, on, Adam. I know. But the value <laughs> in this was the deep dive that, that yep. I took on this. Right. So I think everybody in uh, who can play worth their uh, their weight in salt. Wait, that's is that's not a sailing. Everybody who can play <laughs> worth their hold on the salted cod on the Portuguese Every, ship. Yeah. 
Every pretzel that's salted, no. Uh, anybody who I can, think your ship has sailed. I think so. <laughs> anybody who can who can play has taken these like deep dives into these subjects. So it's well yeah. worth like taking the time and commitment to see what you can come up with. It doesn't have to be this. It can be whatever it is you're interested in. But yeah. that's one of the things that I was a, a real lesson for me with this was like I got more out of it actually than these voicings. You know? Yeah, I got some concepts of how to how to create. Uh, um, my own concepts. You know what I mean? I, I got I got some some great ideas about what I can do if I just like focus in on. I on think as subject. good as, as and as important as these voicings and as helpful as they are to folks. I want to just jump back before we end to where you started because I think that could be one of the most important concepts from this premium episode, and that is that you developed this and added it into your practice routine and then eventually made it into kind of an exercise because you heard and identified a deficiency, a perceived deficiency in right. your own playing, like like a little bit of a hole. That's right. And it wasn't like, I'm sure you were like this horrible two-handed comper before. No, no, no. But like, that's what we want to be always doing and evaluating our playing. Like, think about you're playing like we're, it's so easy for us to be like, Oh, that gal is such a better pianist or Herbie Hancock's this compare yourself to yourself. First of all, it leads to a life of happiness. It's a lot easier comparing yourself, but, but, but like this idea of like, what are the areas of my playing that I want to develop? And of course you could be like, well, everything, time, melody, harmony, vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we all, if we can get some self-awareness in our playing can start to identify those areas that are lagging behind a little bit and and really nine times out of ten, I, this is where I've experienced my biggest breakthrough. So it's 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 bigger than just five no voicings. Yeah, you've got some cool new voicings now. But this idea of like how do we develop our playing, have the self awareness to know at any time on a micro and even more of like a macro level what it is that we need to kind of plug into our practice routine. Yeah. And that also can solve a lot of like, what am I supposed to practice? Oh yeah. Didn't no. we do a, an episode? We did an episode of oh, Two Minute Jazz or something on. Um, what should I practice? Question mark was the title. And it's like one of our most, most viewed and searched videos because people have a problem with that. And so like once you start develop some self-awareness about your own playing, that will oftentimes tell you what to practice. I think that's the, the probably the most important thing uh, you can take away from this premium episode, even more than the voicings is just this growth mindset of there are just, you know, when you listen to yourself, you shouldn't beat yourself up or hold yourself up too high, right? Right. It should just be, what are the things that Give I Give yourself want? a C at all times, right? Yeah, in the no, middle. <laughs> really try to be neutral with it and then, yeah. and then think to yourself, what is it that I'd rather hear in my playing that I'm not hearing? What, what am I not hearing? What do I want to be able to do? And then it's as easy as working on that. That's all you got to do. That's right. So, awesome. Thank you, Mark, for the question. Uh, we got the PDF here of uh, Adam's five-note melodic voicings or whatever. Let me know what you think. Uh, it's been a minute since I've... I've updated this list. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll briefly brush it up before yeah. I put it up. I don't know. Let's do that. No, I mean, it is premium. It's premium. We got to okay. go. All right. Cool. Thank you to all the premium listeners. Until next month. You'll hear it. <laughs>